Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, my kindred, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am Savanya Dracul, your host through this world of darkness. The coterie prepared their weapons and drove to Calgary. Doris gave each of them a vial of her blood with the belief that drinking it could help calm them if the beast began to emerge. Val accepted Doris's apology for the things she'd said about Sheriff Cross, and Evangeline, having sprouted fur, had a ride in the trunk. Was Everett ordered to approach Spot without weapons a mistake, now that they're surrounded by armed guards and silver nitrate? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. Doris, when this trap is revealed, Mm -hmm. you have a bestial failure. Normally I would have you roll a compulsion, but I think under this circumstance, it's clear the one that you would have. Which is paranoia, which is you believe people are out to get you and become overly suspicious. Okay. <laughs> and your your sole interest is either getting out of the situation or not making any promises because you can't trust anyone. Okay. <laughs> so you will be free of this compulsion at the end of the scene, which could Got be it. you just walking out. Or it could be just like you refuse to make a deal you don't care. It doesn't necessarily mean anyone else can't do that. Right. It just means that's your goal. And anything you do that does not move you towards that in circumstances will be you at a minus two dice pool. Cool. I'll do that one. (sighs) So you are full-blown paranoid vampire. You know where they see something and go, (laughs) and the teeth pop out? (laughs) That that is you. You're having the full full cat reaction. (laughs) All right. Uh, In front of the rest of you, you see uh, a man just slide out from behind one of the pallets, dressed in a fitted black suit. He is about five foot six. He's thin. He's wiry. He has pox scars on his face from his youth. He appears to be in his mid-30s, but he's very graceful. Moves like a dancer in that way of not quite as controlled, but in a Mads Mikkelsen-esque Mm. kind of style of movement, only actually leaning into the dance rather than just kind of controlled uh, regular movements. Uh, His haircut is modern. 
His clothes are modern, expensive, and tailored. There's nothing about him that screams kind of old world. A lot of vampires lean towards that. Uh, however, can you all roll me a wits and awareness? You will be down two dice, Doris. Mm-hmm. Two Ooh. successes. Three successes. Uh, two. Five successes. Okay, Everett, you're 100% sure of this. Evangeline, you think this. You other two don't spot this. Uh, he is not breathing when he does not need to talk, mm, which okay. you have learned for those of you who have spotted this. That means really old because it takes a long time or very specific training for a vampire to stop reflexively breathing. It's just something mm-hmm. that we do on an ongoing basis. So for a vampire to give it up unless they need to inhale and mm-hmm. then exhale to make words come out means a couple hundred years old. That's so interesting. No, just because so like breathing is controlled literally by like the oldest part of the brain. That's fascinating. Uh-huh. Oh, so would I do that? I wonder if Doris would do that. I'm um, 400 years old. Would, I probably would. You might, unless it was something that you were like focused on other things because it's a yeah. reflexive habit that can either yeah. wear away over time okay. or people train themselves out of. Do you think Doris would have trained herself out of it? Yes. No. I think she'd breathe. I think, yeah. I, it's probably one of the, or if she's having a deep thought, she doesn't, you yes. know, like focus on it. Like, yeah, I yeah, think there may be moments, there yeah. are probably moments where mm. she doesn't breathe where yeah. normally someone would, yeah. but conversationally, yeah. probably good to just keep them in the tank. Are you a vampire, um, Ryan? No, I just hold my breath a lot because okay. a combination of vocal training, opera training, and then weight training give you some weird physical habits. I hold my breath a lot, fam. Welcome to the inside of a marriage for a moment. Um <laughs> <laughs> This uh, person dances forward. Uh, the other thing that I would say all of you notice, uh, because with even two successes, this would be there. You don't see obvious signs of vampirism. This could be somebody with the blush of life, but you're not 100% sure. As he closes in and talks, you don't see fangs. Hmm. So this suggests to you that this is not a vampire. But he appears to have accomplished something that very old vampires do. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the logical leap on this is an incredibly rare thing, an ancient ghoul. Okay. <sighs> so not dead, but fed enough blood over time that he hasn't aged since his 30s. Hmm. Doris is like under her breath emitting like a very high pitched kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> that is happening in the middle of your group. Okay. <laughs> And this this person opposite you just says, I'm so glad you could make it here, Sheriff. I head for this little show of force. If anyone is panicking, you can look behind you and see there is a path to the door with no one with a gun. I appreciate that. Yes, normally I would not use the guns, but we all know that let's just say your little coterie is extremely dangerous. The violence recently among yourselves, the violence in the city, you're all so capable of murder. And I needed to make sure that I'm not one of your little victims along the road. Well, sounds like you know an awful lot about us, uh, Spot. Oh, this was, shall we say, a little trick. Are you here to kill me to collect the bounty? No, sir, I am not. Uh, in fact, as a show of good faith for our meeting, uh, we came uh, underarmed. I do like that about you. I do like that a great deal. So because you don't appear to know who I am, which is a sign of startling naivete, but also a certain amount of respectable trust i am not spot i may have given you the name of one of my associates to make sure that i don't get myself into too much trouble if you showed up to kill you know me i am matthew theobald ghoul extraordinaire 
blood dealer, arms dealer, trader in secrets, handsome, deft, and a wizard with a blade. And he just whips out a rapier you had not seen and just kind of does a whole elaborate fencing thing with it and then just props it down and stands opposite you. And he says, I'm so glad to have made your acquaintance. I think it's time for us to maybe do business. And he claps two hands. And servants in suits appear and run out a card table, one of the circular round tables. It's a wooden one with a solid frame and chairs for all of you to be able to sit at it. And he sits down and says, please join me. We can all just be friends. I don't trust chairs. (laughs) Uh, It's fine, Officer Barber. I mean, we're all at gun and silver nitrate points, so take a seat. That's not the dangerous part. Would you prefer a stool? (laughs) I would prefer to stand... All right, you can stand. It's pretty much eye level with the rest of us on a chair anyways. Friends, any of you? When you all look around, you can see the rifles have been lowered. Okay. There are people still kind of around and watching, but you see at least half of them file out. This was a show of extreme force to make it clear, like, don't try to fucking kill me. Yeah. But pretty chill now. Also, you all know the silver nitrate won't affect him, and he's given you a clear path out. So, like, if things go to shit, he's just going to kind of stand here and let you run from silver. Yeah. Yeah, obviously don't know this guy by looks, but have I heard of this name? Uh, Matthew Theobald, roll me a Wits and Streetwise. Yeah, I wonder if I... I would say Wits and Streetwise would apply for for both of you. I'm assuming I haven't. You have not, because you don't have the ties here. Can you roll me a D10, Evangeline? If I'm minus two and I only am rolling two, does that just mean I don't roll anything? Uh, I would let you roll both on this, because this is part of your paranoia. Frantically searching your brain to see how dangerous he is would be important. Oh my god! I rolled two tens on a hunger dice. Four successes. You know Matthew Theobald. Oh, that's, that's, a, I got that's a messy success. That's a messy oh, success. And a messy success. God help us all. Okay, we're going to come back to that. You <laughs> sounded excited. And then it was not clear we which ones got away were with it. We shouldn't have said anything. Nope. That's yeah. Oh, is it bad? Oh, yeah, yeah, Imagine the opposite of a bestial failure. Historically, success, yes, but too much success. Oh. Yeah. Three success, successes for Val. But three successes for Val. The success. I rolled a four. Okay. Uh, Matthew Theobald is not someone you'd heard about. Okay. The odds were really low, but I was going to give you a one in ten chance of you having heard something. Val, what you know about Matthew Theobald mm-hmm. is Matthew Theobald is an ancient ghoul and a bit of a legend within this area. Trades and secrets, very highly controlling. He was born in the 1750s and survived the French Revolution. He was a trained, this is all kind of like the word on the street, Mm -hmm. like the myth, the legend. You don't know how much is true, how much isn't. But trained as a fencer, taken under the wing of a vampiric fencing master. Then revolution happens, lives an incredibly long time. And when his master disappears, air quotes around disappears, uh, he absorbed all of the assets and has been moving forwards. He tends to trade in relationships and secrets. He feeds off of vampires. Uh, He blood bonds with them pretty readily and then has like torrid affairs Mm -hmm. until the vampire wants to leave. And then he's a bit of a black widow in that they don't survive. Mm. He finds a new vampire, but he's always trading for blood and information because blood keeps him alive and he constantly has to find new sources. Yeah. The challenge is you've actually been too high up the food chain for him from what you know. This is your third success. It's like French history, (laughs) blood trading. Third success is you've been so high up the food chain politically that he couldn't get enough leverage. Talking to you would be too high risk. So you've never been able to make contact Mm. for him to survive as long as he has. He goes after low level vampires. He can control them more easily. He can get more leverage over them. And they're not as much of a direct threat to him or his organization. Hmm. Yeah. So that's what you know. Right. Messy, sick, sassy. (sighs) 
on trying to realize who he is. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what you have to do with this. Okay. But I am going to have this flavor your assumptions about this character, which is you have not only heard of Matthew Theobald. Mm-hmm. You believe Matthew Theobald is the one who must have either orchestrated or organized Cleopatra's death and stolen everything from you. What do you do? And like, like, and this is a thing that I actually like think is true. Like, it's, you're be it's, yeah, you are like, you know, in the same way that like the beast convinced Everett that Harvey was armed. You're like, this motherfucker killed Cleopatra. Like immediately and like stole everything from you. And he's the reason you're scrabbling and threatened by the pyramid and made all the bad stuff. Right. Happen. Do I have in my brain, is there evidence to support this? Uh, it is just an overwhelming truth. You do not question because this is your beast swinging right, out. Right, and right, making right. And you do remember everything I just said about Matthew Theobald. Right. Uh, so, you know, the character more distinctly than anyone. Right. You know, the bounty, you know, all of that. Right. Okay. And if you wanted to impress the Note Nostra and make an offer and they've taken over the Camarilla position in the city, bringing them this guy's head would be a real bonus. <laughs> okay. So you're simultaneously terrified of him, <laughs> but all of that floods right. your senses. Right. Okay. Um, and if you are acting in a hostile way against him because of any part of this, neutral dipole. Okay. Yeah. I think she's just going to slowly like back away from the table and just be like, you... Doris, what are you doing? You did this. And he's just going to take out some tinted sunglasses with a reflection on the front of them and slip them on. Uh, what did you do to Cleopatra? Mr. Theobald, you excuse are the us. Reason I'm Val, here. Can you please get you her out of here. I'm going to give a last look to, to Matthew because I'm like, I just was going to sass him, but no, we can't now. Right, Tell me how you grabbing did it. Doris like a potato, like a football, and just taking her outside. Doris, are you trying to resist this, I imagine? Yeah. Fabulous. Okay. Could I get strength and Like a potato. I think she's a sack of potatoes, but I like yeah. an individual potato. potato. One hander. She's yeah. off the ground. Now you're strong enough. Uh, I will do strength uh, and athletics if you're just trying to lift her. Strength and brawl if you're trying to grapple her and then lift her. Yep. Uh, Doris, I would accept dexterity and athletics. I would accept okay. dexterity and brawl if you're trying to like sneak Same away thing. from things. Same thing. Great. This or if there's something else you would... want to pitch, I'm in. No, I think she's just trying to like, I don't think she's actively about to fight him. I think it's more just like, I need to stay here. Mm -hmm. So probably brawl because she's probably just trying to fight against Val. So great, and we're gonna we're trying to make this smooth for the sheriff. So I'm doing strength brawl grapple. Take it, just great. It's a full <laughs> wrestling a full, move. Just oh get her out of there. Oh. How many? That's one success. Dice. This is a. This is not even my souped up one. This is oh, the normal fuck. one. So let's see here. We got <laughs> six successes. Okay. Yeah, this is not a wrestling match. This is like someone picking up a toddler who's having yep. a freak out yep. at a, in a grocery store. Just a toddler, scooped up a football, a potato. <laughs> just a baby potato yeah. carried so out. So pretty and cute and tiny. Of this industrial war. Um, <laughs> well, I'm sorry. 
So you are outside. Uh, right. Your fear compulsion will go away the moment right. you cross okay. the threshold because you've left the scene. Right. You've, you've achieved your goal. So that goes. Right. But your fury uh, right. about this guy and belief remains. Right. She's like, she's gripping your arm mm-hmm. and just being like, Val, Val, he's the one. He's the one who killed Cleopatra. He's the one who orchestrated all of this. He's the reason we're in. I'm in New Haven and I'm not sitting in my plush. No! <laughs> um, and she's just going to be like scrabbling against the door. Yeah. Val's going to keep picking her back up. She's trying to scrabble against the door. We're taking her outside. We're walking he did to it. the back of he Cherry. Did it. He did. I know like, he did. Like, like dealing with a baby that's having a fuss. Val, Val, he did it. You have to make him. You have to, you have to make them see. Doris. He's the one who did this. Doris, deep breaths. Do you not Use believe breathing. me? He is. He's the one who killed her. I know it. What evidence do you have of that? I just know. Uh-huh. Okay. Val. This is where we're reaching a very interesting place. Yeah. Can you roll me a charisma and persuasion? <sighs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh, no. And can you roll me a wits no, no, no. and intelligence? I'm going to give you those put together. Can I rouse for this? Yes, you can. I was going to say, I feel like you know what you're doing right what? now, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, buddy, you're going up against seven successes. That's all my dice. Well, I just got hungrier. And because I failed my rouse, and now it's just... I've never done that before. One success. One success. This does not mean you immediately believe, but this means you do not put her in the car and you're going to hear her out. So we're going to come back to this because she may have put together something you didn't. It still seems unlikely. This isn't an immediate someone had a meltdown and must believe this is true role. Okay. But this is a... Maybe I should hear this person out. I've seen enough horror movies to know that when someone really freaks out, something's sometimes they on. can be right. Yeah. Like something's going on. Yeah. We will cut back to that. Mm-hmm. Howdy. I'm Everett Fry. I'm taking a little break from solving vampire crimes to talk to y'all about the Dumb Dumbs and Dice Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, you can support these fine folks that bring you this show and other shows at a number of different levels. Well, hell, for just $1 a month, you get access to the patron-only Discord. Now, I don't know what a Discord is, but it's my understanding that it's a place where a bunch of the fans gather and hang out, and it's quite active. Hell, even some of the cast members show up on there, and they're quite active too. So if that uh, tickles your fancy into something you'd be interested in checking out, well, just head on over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. What the hell's a Patreon? Inside, Everett, you are now sitting with Evangeline at the table as the door <laughs> slams shut behind you in a distance. Uh, apologies, Mr. Theobald. Uh, I'm sure you know that those sort of uh, outbursts are common with us. And I appreciate you taking such active measures. Friends, you can go. And he waves and his security leaves, uh, which you realize is a nice balance for Val leaving as well. It's like, okay, mm. we're actually going to have a discussion. All the, the danger has kind of been removed from the room. <laughs> so I'm interested in, shall we say, becoming friends, becoming allies. There are things you need, and there are things I would love to get from you, one thing in particular. But perhaps we should open with gifts. I believe if we're going to make new friends, we should perhaps share some delights. Uh, for you, Everett, uh, he produces a beautiful filigreed revolver. This is an old school, like, 
incredible piece of work when you look at it. Uh, it is enough that when you look it over, mechanically, it will do one more damage. It gives you an additional mm-hmm. plus one to your revolver shots if you use that revolver instead of a regular one. All right. <laughs> I leave this gift on the table. Mm-hmm. It is presented to me, and I look at it, and I know, like, damn, that's a that's a fine revolver. But this just doesn't feel good. Um, yeah. But he's not done. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just saying I have not accepted the gift, but I see it. It has and been I have set in front of it. It has okay. been displayed. Okay. Um, for uh, at, at Doris's seat at the table, he just sets the gift for Doris. Uh, and when you look over, you see a collection of gold filigreed tarot cards. He sets a, a mini deck of about 20 cards at her seat. They are all the same rear display as Doris's day-to-day tarot deck. Mm-hmm. So he has done enough research to be able to match her personal cards, which is a thing. At the same time, you do know Dylan Zane has done that okay. from where Dylan Zane inserted cards mm-hmm. in your deck and you pulled them. So huh. the information is out there. It's just a sign of how much someone knows, which is impressive. Hmm. Val, for you, he drops off uh, a combination of there are two there there are sets of rings that are set at your table just eight rings as well as a really highly detailed highly expensive you haven't seen this yet but ever it would uh call of duty collectible <laughs> that is designed to like show will's favorite character in a climactic oh, moment oh shit for him <laughs> evangeline there is a uh diamond encrusted adorable collar that matches Percy perfectly uh, as well as uh, matching earrings for you. Oh my. They are perfectly to your taste. She just goes, oh. Oh, oh to my. Be, to be clear, you can all take these gifts, take them for your friends who are not present. There is nothing required with these gifts. These are just a sign of my esteem for all of you and what you do. Uh, that's actually what I'm quite keen to, uh, hear about is what are we doing here tonight? I understand that you have problems with, shall we say, the Note Nostra and the new Note Nostra, the two villains and enemies that have almost the same name. It's so convenient for anyone trying to understand. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They don't like me. I don't like them. They don't like you. You don't like them. I have to, shall we say, I'd be low, but I need, I need a third dance partner in this dance to keep them away from me and mine so if i help you you maintain a thorn in their side they don't pay attention to the little people quite as much all right what i want is the love of my life alford the fang rudy i lost him at the beginning of this stupid war and i've had to drink other dirty blood ever since but i just want my alford back i want him to come and live with me here i want to be able to drink from him again i want us to be able to live together well that's interesting uh where does that uh uh i assume that alford uh doesn't really hold the same kind of authority that he used to. He was ousted and exiled. That's true. I tried to get him to come and stay with me. Instead, he fled off into the wilderness like an idiot. He has so many passions. I see. He's and a so, creature of the wild. My fairy prince. <laughs> it's purely the uh, what? 
What? The blood and, I guess, love that you have for him that... Oh, yes. He keeps me alive. He beats inside my heart. I cannot live without him. Now, I've just met this Matthew guy, but can I try to get a read on how truthful that is? That it's just... I love him and I need his blood. Or roll is it? A, yeah, feel free to roll a wits and awareness on is that. Is this okay. the werewolf guy? Well, this is the Rudy? former leader of the Note Nostra, if I remember Alfred correctly. Alfred the Fang Rudy is the guy you've had in your third cell since the first episode. Oh, that you. He was right. arrested hiding under Note a boat. Nostra. Right, right. <laughs> you almost interviewed him about recent, before yeah. coming to Calgary, but ran out of time when everyone murdered each other in the end of trial. <laughs> no one murdered anyone. Come on. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> That's four successes on Wits Four successes. This reads 110% true. Hmm. This reads as like an absolutely personal thing where he just wants this guy back. All right. And Everett recalls that his explicit instructions from Tostarosa were not to give anything to the new Note Nostra. Mm -hmm. So that wouldn't impact his ability to deal here. Correct. Uh... And uh, Everett would say, um, now, these are very fine and uh, shockingly bespoke gifts that you've offered us. But you mentioned that they were just gifts of uh, 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 out of a customary for meeting and things like that. What is it that you have in exchange for Ford? Alford. Alford, yes, that is the little thing. Uh, so... What I have for him, I figured, what do you need the most? And right now, your biggest problem is your blood shortage. I understand your reserves are running dry, which means you need more of that beautiful crimson liquid. And, of course, it is very prized in Calgary. There is a certain war going on and the number of kindred increasing every night. But I have my own supplies. I'm aware of how short you are for your current population. And I can, shall we say, close that gap with your reserves and ongoing delivery. If no more pop up, your problem is gone. I see. And this is a uh, this is an external supply. This is not a uh, the missing blood. Let's say is that correct? Oh no, I'm not stealing blood from you. I have no interest in that. I have my own source. No, I, no, I understand. understand what you're saying. I'm not going to be killing people for this. You don't have to worry about that. I'm going to blood banks and other organizations. Just say. You know, take a little off the top, slice a little off the bottom. It all comes to you. It's it's even simpler than that. Uh, I understand that you traffic in information. Uh, what I'd really like to know is what's going on with our blood shortage. If you have more information on that, that would be extremely helpful. I'd like to uh, uh, not so much treat a symptom as I'd like to cure the disease. Ah, interesting. So you'd like the problem to go away? Understandable, but you realize your supply is short even with 100%, yes? You you need my solution either way. I realize we're on the knife's edge, but if we can do this uh, uh, where the New Haven Sheriff Department, through val your valuable information, is able to determine and eliminate the culprits and sort of balance the scales once again, even though it puts us back to an albeit tenuous position well that looks good for us it looks good in the eyes of our prince and we can then handle our affairs uh more legitimately can you roll me a okay i would accept charisma and persuasion 
Or I would accept intelligence and persuasion. Uh, charisma, if you're trying to win through force of personality. Intelligence, if you're like, this is a clear layout of what I need. These are my interests. Uh, normally, I wouldn't allow the intelligence, but you're being honest and he's well-informed. So that's going to be more charming to him than you needing to like compete with the charming uh, And Everett would, from the kick, go for the intelligence because he's aware fairly of his social limitations. He knows people don't immediately like him. <laughs> things yeah. like that. Um, uh, and so, yeah, he's 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 definitely just like these are the facts, and this is how I'd like this to be handled. Great. One success. <laughs> One success. Well, it sounds like if I'm going to solve your entire problem, which cuts down on your need of me, uh, it can be done. But I want this to be an ongoing relationship. I want Al Ford in the short term, but I need to be able to, shall we say, call in favors. So maybe we make this a little bit of an alliance. I can call you if I have a problem. You can call me if you have a problem. I'll actively send you intel that could help you. That uh, sounds amenable to me, uh, Officer Clark. Any thoughts um, uh, excuse me mr theobald can i just confer with the sheriff for a moment absolutely would you like to step outside where you know neither i nor any of my people uh, can hear you yes please please, please enjoy enjoy check in the night air i'll see you in a moment but i would be thinking of my dearest alford <laughs> uh cut to outside yeah <laughs> how are you trying to convince Val, uh, the nice thing is know. because you are still in this <laughs> messy successy verse. Yeah, your beast is giving you this information. Yeah. So at first you just knew, and now it's like facts are just popping into your head that right. must add up to this. Right, they don't necessarily add up. It's the same way that you made assumptions about Everett's mom search, where they're like, it has to be his mom, it has to be a dog. Right. So what are the three facts that your beast has used to convince you that Matthew Theobald is guilty? Um. Okay. He was the last person I saw in the hotel talking to Cleopatra mm. before she died. I like um, that. We'll say that one's actually true. You recognize him from the hotel. I okay. believe that. Last person to talk to her. Um, he was the last one you saw before the day Cleopatra died, just to be clear. It's not like you saw him talking to Cleopatra. You oh, just saw him. last person I saw. Okay. Um, <clears throat> maybe... Uh, a, f a fellow servant had said that he um, he'd heard his name spoken by the mafia, like like the new Nostradamus. Great, like that? that one we're going to mm. say canonically is a beast giving you a fact, which is that like the Nostra you'd heard it mentioned in the same sentence, like a, a blurring of what is probably truth. That I'm just saying for the rest of us in the world yeah. to know. So when yeah. the beast gives you a fact, it's not it's not true. It can manipulate things. That's the the messy successy part of it is the beast pushing you further. So it can be the idea of like I want to steal a car and then Everett stole a car with a baby in it, <laughs> or right. like He's never gonna I, live it down, <laughs> or, or like oh I. I, I want to find somebody to, like I want to find somebody to eat and you go into the park and instead of biting them, you accidentally bite them so hard that their head comes off and you're covered Jesus. in blood and have to get home. Right. Like it, it's an extreme success. So when this combined with your paranoia, your beast is just like, fuck, this guy's dangerous. Okay. Now you know why. Deal with um, it. Deal with it. Then I also had a dream and someone who looked exactly like him uh, was in that dream. Uh, and it was very metaphorical and symbolic. But like he, let's say, like. I don't know. He slit Cleopatra's throat in Beautiful. a dream. Beautiful. Saw him mm. kill him in a dream. 
you've definitely heard those two names in conversation. He was the last person that you saw. Yes. Like in the crowd before Cleopatra died. Yeah. Those are your three facts. I would love to hear you relay them to <laughs> Val. Uh, okay. Okay. Oh. Door. She's like, do it again. The but door. Slower. Slower. Look at me. What? What? Talk slower. No, you don't understand, Val. He. He was the last person I saw. He was the last person I saw at the hotel before she died. He was there. And I've heard his name being spoken by the new note. I know, I, I, I'm sure of it. It's just been bendied around like so much refuse. But I know it's true. I know it's true. And then, and then, this is the most important thing of all. Do you understand? She's like going to grab you by your, by your shirt. Mm-hmm. And it's like almost lifting herself off the ground because you're that much taller than her. <laughs> I was going to say, I had a dream. Okay. And he was in it. He was in it. And he slit her throat with a snake somehow. (laughs) Can you roll me, Val, a wits? I would either accept wits and intelligence if you're just trying to math out what of this is true and matters. Mm -hmm. Or it could be a wits and streetwise to read like what Doris is saying and what you know about Doris to see what you think is true or could be flavored by something beastie. Yeah. 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 Her eyes are like her one eye, her pupils like massive. <laughs> she's just like as long as she's like on a drug trip. Yeah. I can't prove or unprove this. I think it's the streetwise and it's just to be like, where is Doris? Yeah, how crazy. How, yeah. yeah what's... Valid. How stoned is Doris how on, is on Doris? the beast? Nice. It's uh, three successes. Three successes. Um uh, the dream. You don't care what anyone's yep. on a dream. That doesn't math out for Val. I'm gonna give you that one. That one arguably for free. Um, <laughs> there. You don't entirely believe, like, you don't know how she would have heard the Note Nostra. I'm not sure that sentence made sense to uh-huh. Val. Yeah, okay. or they, just the concept, because <laughs> yeah. she's also not with the Note Nostra, so how she would know what they were saying is a bit of a question mark. Yeah. But I will say for two successes, what you do know is her having said that she saw him at Cleopatra's death, that's not something Doris would casually lie about. She's never thrown out like false evidence in a case that you're aware of to like mm-hmm. try to skew somebody's perception. So that stands out to you as true. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what you get out of those. Great. Those three things. Great. She's you have gonna, to believe me. She's going to hold Doris's head back like like in return of not back like <laughs> but just <laughs> holding her head to try and she's jerking around all over the place. I believe you, Doris. I believe that he was there. That tracks. Good. Good. So we can we can use his head as a bargaining chip. Well, yes. We're going We can do that. We're going to take that information. Yes. And we're going to tell the sheriff when we get a chance. Right. We're not going to ruin this fucking deal right now, okay? We you can't and me. make a deal. We can't make a deal with him. All right. What do you think that he did with them? Doris. With, with Cleopatra, you don't know what he promised her, and now she's dead, and I'm here in New Haven. Doris, we're gonna we're gonna get in the car and we're gonna sit down for a bit, okay? I don't want to sit in the car. I want to move. I want action. I want us to deal this man the blow that he okay, dealt her. We're scooping her. her up under her legs <laughs> and under her back, and we're going in the back seat of the car. Uh, no, 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 okay. no, Val. Strength and brawl, Dex and brawl. Sorry, guys, I'm going full Shakespeare. Here. I love it. Uh, strength and brawl. Can yeah, I get so grapple? <laughs> yes, so you get good. grapple. You're definitely wrestling with her. There's no way this isn't well, a grapple. Here we go. Nope. That's a big old nothing. <laughs> if you succeed at all, you win. This yeah. mats out. <laughs> it is one, two, three, four, five, six successes. 
great. She scored zero. So you have a baby potato in your arms (laughs) that you can carry where you please. Yeah. We're just going in the backseat of the car. At at this point, Doris, you're so overpowered, you're not even resisting. It's just like curled up, relaxed, (laughs) but still begging her to listen. (laughs) Are you both in the backseat or you just put her in the backseat? No, I'm going to just sit back here with her in the backseat because I can't trust that she's not going to do something else. So it's just entirely shh. Doris, I'm like, you what do I do? Like, yeah, you're yeah. like a baby, you just rock yeah. her back and forth saying, yeah. Doris. And Doris is begging for Shakespearean vengeance at the same yeah. time. So that's what's happening in the backseat yeah. of Cherry. She's like, she has her knife in her hand. She's like, no. Fine, one. This is my job now, I guess. <laughs> the ultimate punishment to uh-huh. have to go to the field and do this. Yep. At this point, Everett and Evangeline, you step out. You hear from inside the car muffled Doris yelling conspiracy theories and Val going, shh, and you can see Val just rocking Doris in the back seat. But it's muffled enough you don't have to get involved if you don't want yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> Everett clocks that and you're like, all right. And <laughs> what's uh, what's on your mind, Clark? I, I'm just, and Evangeline's looking, kind of half looking to the car, look back to Everett. Like, if he's not doing anything about it, she's gonna let it slide. I guess. <laughs> I feel um, like I'm too distracted to even know that they came out. I'm yeah. just dealing with the the Wolverine in the backseat. <laughs> I mean, like the problem with the blood shortage. Like, I mean, sure, it's like you know the the Malkavians, but like it's really like the pyramid that appeared and those extra mouths to feed. I mean, we don't really like the pyramid. And. Do you think he could, this guy could actually deal with them? Seems to me that given those those gifts, those are not just gifts right there. Very clearly a message that he knows us forward and backward, inside and out. I mean, that, that jewelry for you, did that, I, I saw your reaction. Was that not perfect jewelry? Perfectly yeah, to your I tastes? Yeah, I mean, like, lots of people... Like diamonds. All right, look. I, I, don't, think, I, don't, I think Evangeline kind of like. Evangeline, can you roll me a? This is the the perfect world of charisma and uh, where's the lying one? There's a lying one in here. Subterfuge. Subterfuge. Um, I would say this is me playing dumb. Uh, I still stand by charisma because it's your ability. Oh, it could be per- it No, could be I have subterfuge, but I have a play dumb. Oh, that gives you a bonus? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're definitely that. Because I think Evangeline, it's just been really hard, and this would be a nice, quick solution yep. to one of their problems. Can you roll me a wits and awareness? Yeah. yeah. Everett. Yeah. Or I would accept wits and insight because you're reading somebody you know better, if you'd prefer that. Would I prefer that? So no. many dice and only two successes. But you know what? It does make more sense. So I'll do wits and insight. Why did I do that? Uh, <laughs> two successes, followed by a one on a regular die and a oh, one no! on a regular die. Can we stop? Can we stop? <laughs> we all get one. Oh, on hunger die. <laughs> <laughs> now Val's going to be rocking two vampires Oh to my sleep god, tonight. I have such a vivid image of, this is in my brain of Val just being like oh. and I'm like shing, 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 shing. I'm, doing, I'm doing what I can for the team right now oh, I'm so sorry man. Oh man No, she loves you 
Holy shit. You're trying to read her and you shit the bed. God damn. Like, oh my God. Okay. I'm going to say because this is a social situation, I'm not going to have you roll for a random compulsion because I think there's something that this situation leans towards, which is paranoia. You were trying to read if Evangeline was someone like what how she was vibing if the information she was giving you was correct uh and your beast steps up due to the stress and the other things surrounding you and is like she's lying and she's going to keep lying she has her own game to play you need to do this on your own so your paranoia specifically is uh evangeline has her own interests in this deal that are not yours and are not the town's you cannot Mm. trust her advice and you cannot let her make this deal that's your paranoia it's about her relative to matthew (laughs) theobald now she also I'm, might know him because yeah. you have not been around as long as she has been. In in dealing with these compulsions recently, um, we've talked about ignoring or subduing them at a cost of yes. lesser die pools. Am I aware that I'm being influenced or is this just mm. like she's lying to me like now is not the fucking time, Clark. Right. Can you roll me <sighs> an intelligence and an insight? Okay. Which is your ability to rationalize and your ability to read your own response to things. Because you don't have anybody else in this scene outside of her. Yeah. And so you won't, like, there's a possibility, depending on how this goes, she might be able to read it. But you don't have anybody else to bounce this off of. Yeah. Um, two successes. Two successes. <sighs> you're pretty sure you're right. But there's been a lot of shit going down recently. So you do have that little bit of like, is this bullshit or not? No, I think I'm right. This is she, she's fucking me over. But could I be wrong? No, no, no. She's fucking me over. Like, it's just there for you. Then I don't see any harm in popping that vial and taking a just downing down the hatch with uh, Doris's blood just to see if I feel different. Great. Roll me a D10. Evangeline backs starts backing up because she fucking knows what this means. Yeah, that makes sense. Percy, come. It's a two. That's a two. No. Uh, it does not do anything. For Damn you. it. Okay. Uh, then that translates to me as I'm not having an episode. She's lying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it's it's uh, one handed pops the cap on the vial, puts a finger up to you, just like hang on a second, downs it, kind of waits a minute and then just a disappointed shake of the head of just Clark I need you to put any of your personal interests aside here this is bigger than us personal interests like solving the problem in New Haven look okay look I've seen how you are under pressure Clark I see how it gets to you I see how you withdraw into yourself that you need to be you need to be brave. I need to be able to depend on you for representing the interests of New Haven, I... and you're not doing it. Okay. I mean, I guess I, yeah, I was just, maybe I was just hoping that, that you know, this would just be like an easy solution to our problems. Maybe. There are no easy solutions, Clark. <sighs> okay. Go wait in the car. What? In the in that? Yeah, in <laughs> Do that. Do you see what's, did you see did you see what's happening? Go, go wait. And I can't trust you in the meeting. But Evangeline, can, I, you, can you roll me a wits and awareness? Yeah. <sighs> Two successes. Two successes. You do know you did lie. Yeah. Because you were trying to play him. Yeah. The one tactic you've never tried before, but that might be worth trying if you're trying this out because you just did with Teddy. Otherwise, I wouldn't pitch it is. Yeah. You could admit you just lied and why you did it. Or you could go to the car. 
and have what you said be quote unquote the truth. Um, but what my lie was that it's just like I was just hoping that that would be. Yes, no, but you lied saying that those jewelry were not perfect. It was not a sign that oh, you knew you so well. I that see. was the lie that you openly told Everett to try right. to manipulate. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. Um, because that's as far as you yeah, know, that's you what know, set him off. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, especially there was no change with the. There was no change with the blood, mm-hmm. and she's known. It's like okay, you just kind of do whatever the person says before it's like you know she's been like before it was like yes val you're scaring us that's right and so i think she's gonna go along with like okay i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say what more i think it's more of like say what he wants to hear which in this case is admitting that she Mm -hmm. lied um so yeah okay yeah the the okay the jewelry was like yeah it was perfect it was perfectly suited to me perfectly suited for percy percy would Love that, right, Percy? Bark, bark. Yeah, I just, but look, it's just because I, it's just because I want this all to be over. I'm so, I'm so, so I'm sorry. I, you're right. I'm not thinking clearly, and it's because I want this to end. And I mean, this guy seems nice, right? I, I, doesn't he? I don't know. Can you roll me a charisma I, and persuasion? And Everett, can you roll me an intelligence and insight? <laughs> Uh, at a minus two die pool. Intelligence and insight at minus two. Okay. I like to think that the entire time this conversation is going on, you just hear the faint tink, tink, tink of a Charity's knife. I just think like rocking with muffled shouts. <laughs> <Yeah>. A knife <laughs> being stuck against yeah. the window of the car. Very awkward from the outside. Let's Four successes. One success. Four successes, one success. Um, <laughs> that checks out to you in a surprising way, Everett. Okay. But... Because she lied, I would say your paranoia, unless you have a pitch for this, because this is very much like Calvin balling the way the paranoia would work. Yeah. Um, she can come back in with you, but she can't talk to Matthew Theobald. She's just got to back you. So I'm still paranoid is what we're saying. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You don't trust her to make the right move, but it's a different paranoia than she's lying to you and has like an, a, a secret reason because she heard that you heard the reason, which is just like she thought this was a good move. And rather than telling you that she lied, okay. which still means you're paranoid about trusting her in that room, because if she makes the wrong lie, I can fuck you over. Okay. But it's different than she's out to get me, which is where you started. All right, look, you don't have to stay in the car. You can come back in with me, but. Okay. You got to stay in line. All right. That means no, no talking while we're at the table. There's too much on the line here. Let me handle it. Not, not even to have like another sidebar kind of thing. Just. Uh, no, I'm not interested in what you have to say about this right now. <laughs> Oh, you come in, you hear everything out. Hmm. We'll talk about it later. Honestly, I think you might be. <laughs> this is fun, dumb of like, I think you might be having like an episode. <laughs> if you if you drink your blood, tell me what you really think about what's going on in there. Maybe I can flashbacks to like Jack's Ryder telling her like oh, this hysteric like referring to her as this like hysterical woman who will never like, never make it. It's just like, mm. look, I'm not like mad at you. I know it's not the real Evangeline Clark kind of talking about this right now. I know it's you're not fully in control, and we just had a whole thing about this. So I'm not mad, but I can't let you fly off the handle in there. Okay. Um. What if you're not fully in control? Well, I took the blood and I'm fine. So I think that's, I think that settles that. So eventually. You feel better after the blood? I feel the same, meaning I, 
I'm in control. I feel I'm being reasonable here. I mean, he does, honestly, like just like without dice rolled or anything. It's like this feels reasonable if like offensive um he's a dick so feel free to take like a fucking jerk about it but um feel free to take the blood uh okay okay i'll do you know i'll take the blood i'll and if it's not me then I'll, i'll i'll be better i'll be better i have to watch you drink it though yeah no i'm i'm taking it and she takes it out and she drinks it great can you roll me a d10 that fucking matters like yeah Five. Five. Uh, you feel the same. Shocker. <laughs> but I will say, because you have laid out this this challenge that was kind of personally offensive and like l- like affected the situation in a clearly paranoid way, yeah. watching her drink the blood after the assumption that yours meant you weren't there, it does cure you of your compulsion. Okay. You are no longer paranoid. She did the thing you asked. That makes sense. Okay. So the two of you go back in. Leaving Val, just rocking Doris, freaking yeah. out in a car outside. And now, to be clear, Evangeline knew she was in control. So drinking that blood and having no effect, she like sure still isn't sure like what the deal is with the blood yeah. or with Everett because it could still go either mm. way that the blood worked for Everett. Feel well, like or he wasn't in control or it doesn't do anything. Everett, like there's no way she could tell by taking the blood herself. Yeah, well, Everett, having seen you do that, will say like, "All right, thank you." I. Uh, do you feel any different? Uh, I'm I'm satisfied seeing you do that. You can come back. We can talk this out. We can I, have another side table. I feel That's fine. fine. You feel fine. Good. Good. I'm glad. All right. Let's get back in there. In her mind, she's like, I felt fucking fine before. But. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And the two of you turn and go inside while Val is outside, rocking Doris inside a car who's having a meltdown. Stop, stop it. Just to negotiate with Matthew Theobald, not really having determined anything. This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, Del Borvik at Deltastic on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and storyteller Ryan Laplante at The Ryan Laplante on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Blood and Syrup's artwork was created by Del Borvik at delborvik.com. That's D E L B O R O V I C. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai Engel, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J A H Z Z A R. All of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We also have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Sleep well, my kindred. Sleep well in this world of darkness. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn 1138, Alorain Okapi, OMG It's Big Nick, D&D and Things, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Flea Unit, Madre de Gatos, 
Lady Maiden, Nithrian, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, Dagger Rain, Rob L, Dia Delos Hoodless, Diophasis, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.